0: Hey, this is Randy Gage, and you're listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Hey, what's up, Prosperity Nation? Happy Monday to all you guys who are listening on release day. Happy whatever day to everybody else. I want to talk about first principles of prosperity this episode. Uh, if you're not familiar with the term of, of what first principles means, it's the basic assumption about something where it can't be deduced uh, any further from that point. Uh, really, the, the first guy who gets credit for this idea, I think, would be Aristotle, because he talked about the, the first basis for which a thing can be known. And I think this school of thinking of first principles really uh, evolved from him. Uh, If I was going to define it in my context of how I use first principles in my uh, study and decision-making processes, uh, I would say, think like a scientist. You know, scientists don't assume anything. They make every assumption has to be, you test it to see if you can break the assumption. You try to prove that it's wrong. And if there's no way to prove it's wrong, then maybe it's right. Uh, so I like to apply first principles to all my work and I'm actually working on a new book that i'm gonna guess come for you guys who are wondering i believe we have a set a final date for radical rebirth and it's uh january 12th 11th or 12th whatever the tuesday of that week is the second week of january but that's going to be the release date for uh radical rebirth how to kill off the old you (laughs) and then uh, my next book that I'm kind of sketching out right now is one on the first principles of prosperity, and it's uh, with a kind of a heavy focus on creating wealth, and since I've been outlining that and kind of kicking around some things, I thought this would be a great podcast topic to share with you guys, Um, so let me begin with a... um, something that I think is a first principle about building wealth. And that would be learn with your time, earn with your mind. Let me say that again. I think this is really important stuff. Learn with your time, earn with your mind. The last thing you want to be doing it, it only as the last resort is earning from your body, earning from your physical labor, right? Because I want you to find a way to apply the concept of leverage, which is one of the most, uh, it's a superpower for creating wealth. So um, if you learn with your time, like people would say, okay, so go to school, go to a a, a college for two years and learn how to be a carpenter or a plumber or an electrician. Um, That's true. You're learning with your mind, but then you have to earn with your body. Because if you're a plumber or a carpenter or an electrician, you're a, you're a pack mule, right? And I don't say that to be snarky or derogatory. I mean, um, you're, you're like, people are going to use you the way they would use a mule to uh, carry some cargo across the desert. Uh, people use you to solve their problems, and they pay you by the hour to do it. Now you've heard me say a lot, hey, how do you create wealth? You solve problems and you add value. So if you put yourself out there as a pack mule, you can be solving problems and adding value. So that can generate income, but I don't think you're gonna create wealth unless you do that in a way where you earn from your mind. Even if you, you know, let's say you take your, your time and you learn how to do brain surgery, That's a very lucrative profession, right? And you get paid a lot of money every time you do a brain surgery. But you're still a pack mill because you only get paid when somebody needs brain surgery. And you're only gonna get paid each time you do that brain surgery. There's no leverage there. Um, So uh, remember, the big key here for earning with your mind is leverage. Forget about rich versus, you know, people talk about the systemic bias in our society, right? And that's very true. I hope you've been following my blog last week and this week. I've been writing about some of the really systemic biases in our economic system, our education system, our political system uh, against poor people, against people of color the indigenous people here in North America, right? If, if you're a descendant of slaves or a descendant of the indigenous people here in the Americas, uh, you've got about two centuries worth of systemic bias that you have to overcome that a white family, a white wealthy family in New Hampshire doesn't have to deal with, right? It's not fair. We can... Whine and moan about it all the time, but it, it, and it's not fair, but it, it is what it is, right? We have to deal with that reality. But I'm going to suggest if we focus on that, we're going to wallow in victimhood. So, what I'm saying is, we've got to change the conversation, we've got to change the basic premise. We have to get away from rich versus poor, educated versus not educated. Uh, strong connections versus no, not having strong connections. We have to get away from the challenges of race, sexuality, age, uh, uh, ethnicity, whatever way that people would try to uh, deny you. People would try to discriminate against you. Ways where you would have to outwork somebody who wasn't in that, whatever that label is, that category. So, but I'm saying the rich versus poor, the educated versus uneducated, the connections versus not connected. All those are bad premises today because the most important uh, premise today is leverage versus not leveraged. The way to create wealth is, is finding a way to implement leverage. And that's the great equalizer, right? Because um, if we're doing it with our mind, because if we're doing it with other things, we're still going to face some of those institutional biases, challenges, right? Um, like money, right? Money is a great it's a great tool that you can leverage if you. Uh, put down $100,000, you could buy a $2 million apartment building or office complex or triplex or something and you can leverage your money. But the problem with that is you need permission from somebody else. You need somebody, a bank, a savings and loan, a credit union, a private investor, you need somebody to lend you that money. So you need permission from someone else. And if they want to deny you because you're black, because you're young, because you're old, because you're gay, because you're whatever, that's a problem. It's harder, right? Labor. We can, uh, we can practice leverage with labor. So I'm here in Miami. So if I get uh, 15 food carts that sell arepas con choclo, I can hire 15 people to work those carts and make some money from each of their labor. But again, I need permission. I gotta get 15 people who would agree to work for me and stand out in the sun all day in 95 degree heat with 99% relative humidity. So it's possible, but it's a permission base. Whereas if we can leverage our time, if we can leverage our reputation, if we can leverage our mind, we don't need any permission for that, right? So if you create a website for people who collect Beanie Babies you don't need anybody's permission for that if you if you create a podcast for people who love star trek discovery the new tv show you don't need anybody's permission with that right if you want to create a blog for people who are into reupholstering furniture you don't need you know the the when we're when we're leveraging our mind we don't need anybody's permission so obviously if software when we can use software when we can use our 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 skills like you know to me when i say that leverage is the ultimate force multiplier or or leverage is the superpower um, i say that i'm such a big proponent of it because that's what i do right if you look at what how do i make my money I get paid for my judgment. I get paid for my critical thinking ability, for my lateral thinking ability. I get paid to be a thought leader. So my consulting clients pay me a lot of money to get my knowledge to help them run their businesses better. People buy my books or attend my seminars and workshops to get my knowledge. So I'm a, I'm able to, you know, my knowledge is a force multiplier for me. I believe in the direct selling profession, right? So I have a team of people around the world that I put in there that I've, you know, enrolled people into the business, trained them, gave them a duplicable system to follow. And I get residual income from that. I have created leverage. Um, and I'm an entrepreneur and everybody who's in that business is an entrepreneur, right? So it's a all-volunteer army. Nobody's an employee. They can come and go at any time when they want. I'm able to do that. I get the permission from those people because of my reputation, because of the knowledge that I have. They say, this, guy's a, uh, uh, this guy knows what he's doing. He's a good leader. I'm, I want to work on his team or my consulting clients say, Hey, we've facing all kind of regulatory issues and challenge in the marketplace. And now we've got pandemic and lockdowns and isolations and the world is changing. And maybe they read my mad genius book. Maybe they read my risky is the new safe book. They say, I like the way this guy thinks I want to bring him into our organization and get the value of his knowledge. So it's, it's leverage for me, right? But I'm leveraging my mind as opposed to when I started off and I was washing dishes in the pancake house for minimum wage, I only got paid for each uh, hour that I was in the, (coughs) excuse me, you know, each hour that I was in the back of that kitchen washing dishes. Naval Ravikant is a uh, a brilliant guy. I really, I just love the way he thinks. He's a a, a pretty well-known Silicon Valley investor. One of the things he said was, "The best jobs are neither decreed or degreed; they are creative expressions of continuous learning in free markets." That's just a powerhouse of uh, 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 a very important principle on creating wealth. So really think about that and ask yourself, okay, how can I do that? Because uh, for me, I'm teaching about prosperity and success, right? So that's something I I love to do. Um, And it gives me, it's my, you know, I'm meeting Naval's criteria because that's my creative expression. And it's my chance for continuous learning. So I'm, I'm doing self-development, half an hour, 60 minutes every day, right? So I'm doing continuous learning I'm, and I'm channeling my creative energy into my podcast, into my blog at randycage.com, into the books I write and into the work that I'm doing. So uh, uh, it's, the, it's, the, it's the multiplier of my leverage. So for me, I I, I remember, go back to the formula, the first principle I began with, which was learn with your time, earn with your mind. So in my case, I spent a lot of time learning marketing, studying philosophy, learning how to be a better writer, learning how to be a professional speaker, and studying psychology. So uh, those are our talents that I have honed marketing, philosophy, speaking, writing, psychology. So your homework for this week is to say, okay, what is the what are this what are the things that you need to spend your time learning that will allow you because remember, if you just learn the skill of how to run a landscaping business, that's good. And I'm not downplaying that, but you still will be trading uh, time for money and to really create wealth. I mean, here's the goal I'm looking for. Cause I don't work for, to make money, right? I'm not at this, at this, now there was a time I most certainly did, right? But at this stage of my life, I don't work to make money. I work for security and freedom on projects that i find intellectually stimulating and creative stimulation you know things that i get a high out of working on when i do my tribal event once a year with all those thought leaders and experts and and authors and speakers that's such a creative high for me right i love doing that right so i don't work for the money per se i work for uh, now, I don't turn down the money. I'm not an idiot, right? I know that I need money to live, and I will always leave, need money to live. I'm at a point where I'm not sleeping under a bridge. I'm not worrying about what I'm gonna, whether I'm gonna be able to buy dinner tonight or pay for my light bill this month. But I still have my prosperity consciousness, which tells me I want to wake up every morning wealthier than I was when I went to bed last night. So, but I don't want to be working 12 hours a day, 15 hours a day. I don't want to be doing physical labor. I want to find creative uh, projects that give me a creative high and allow me to use my mind to earn. And then I take that money that I earn and I put it to work so that it is, uh, uh, generating more wealth. So I don't have to work for money. I can work for the creative high. And that's the homework I'm giving you is what are the skills that you, you know, and some of them are skills. Some of them are just knowledge, right? So what is, so let me uh, make a better question. What, what are the areas that you can be learning in that will give you the IP, the intellectual property to allow you to make money with your mind. And I love to get your response on this. Hit me up on Twitter and let me know what you're coming up with. And as always, do me a favor, rate and uh, like the podcast and share it with your friends. Go out there and be amazing. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Do me a favor and practice the circulation law of prosperity and tell people about Prosperity TV. So if you would, just put something up on your Tumblr, your Twitter, your Facebook, your YouTube. Uh, Let people know what you think of the Power of Prosperity podcast. Even take a screenshot of your phone and maybe post that picture uh, so we can build the community here at the podcast. Thanks, guys.